I'd like to talk about confession for a little bit. You've never heard me talk about confession before, so this will be the first time. Of course, you hear me mention confession often, go to confession, it's a good thing to go to confession, etc. But I thought it could be good to go into that. What, what do we do when we're in confession? So it would be a little catechesis on, on confession. And maybe a, 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 what is it, a disclaimer, that I'm aware that there have been lots of different perspectives and teachings about confessions. Probably, I mean, over the centuries of the church, the history of confession is very complicated, but maybe especially over the last 60 years, um, many different, different perspectives clashing. And so some of what I say may be different from what you have heard, and that's okay. You can readjust what you know, or you can dismiss what I say. I, I, won't, I won't be offended. And this would just be my kind of how what I think about how I, I what I've received from the church about confession and how I live and and so I'll try to share that with you. So first, a couple of things about before we go to confession, just how we're living our lives in general. The most important thing is we have to make this resolution that we're going to give God our whole lives. This is the most foundational premise, right? God, I'm giving you my whole life. I'm not just going to give you sections of my life and then keep the rest for myself. Now, I know that we are attached to sections of our lives, so the actual carrying out of this resolution doesn't happen overnight. But we have to make that resolution. We have to say, God, I give you everything. And another way of saying that, I mean, it doesn't have to be those words, right? Another way of saying that is, I want to be a saint. God, give me a saint, make me a saint. I want to be a saint. You know the story of, of Thomas Merton when he started, he was discovering Catholicism and, and he, I don't know all the details of the story, I'm just kind of saying it off the cuff, but something like he, he decided that he wanted, he would, he, it, the challenge was given to him to become a saint. And he asked, well, how do I do that? And the answer that was given to him was, you have to desire it. And that's true. It starts there. We have to desire to be a saint. If we don't desire that, it's not going to happen. God is not going to override our desire. We have to desire it. It starts here. So I, I want it. God, I give it to you. Okay, and then we can be intentional about our state in life, right? It, the, the things that I'm supposed to do as a priest are very different than what somebody has to do as a religious brother, a religious sister. And the things that an active religious brother, religious sister has to do are very different than what a contemplative religious brother, religious sister has to do. And of course, very different from what a married man, a married woman, a single man, a single woman, a, a, a father of young children, as opposed to a father of adult children. These, these things change the circumstances of one's life and therefore the circumstances of what is sinful and what isn't and therefore what is relevant to confession. So to be, to be aware and intentional about our state in life. Then we have to be growing in our knowledge of the faith, our knowledge of, of the religion, specifically the commandments, the virtues, the corporate and spiritual works of mercy. So, of course, in the first reading, we heard a few of the commandments. In the gospel, we heard some of the corporate and spiritual works of mercy. So we have to know about these, and we have to be striving to practice them, right? striving to carry them out.
Okay, so all of these things have to be in place before we even enter the confessional. I mean, it's not like nobody's at the door with a clipboard asking you these questions, right? Do you say yes to all of these? If you say yes, you can go in. If you don't, you can't. Obviously, that's not the case. But if we're really seeking to, to grow in, in the practice of confession and to receive as, the most that we can from the sacrament, all, all of these things have to be in place. Now, when we go in there, we confess our sins. That's what we do. Okay, we say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been 24 hours since my last confession. That's what I say, because I sin every 24 hours. It's been however long, right? Two weeks, two months, two years. It's been really beautiful even during Lent, the short time of Lent, um, folks coming after many years. It's been, um, yeah, just a real gift. But... Father, bless me, Father, I've sinned. It's been blank since my last confession. Here are my sins. And, of course, it's helpful to make an examination of conscience beforehand. There we have pamphlets that Father Willencott made. They're in the back and a series of questions. And basically just leading us through the commandments. Now, it's helpful to memorize the commandments. And you can ask all the third graders. They all have memorized the Ten Commandments. Many of the school children have. It's not, it's not impossible. It's, it's fairly simple. There, there's a way to do it. But we can memorize the commandments, and then we can just go down the commandments. Okay, I failed here, 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 here. I'm confessing my sins. That's what this is about. Now, this is maybe, maybe it should have come in before going into confession itself, but it's fine here. There's a difference between uprooting our sins and developing our virtues. That's different from fixing problems in the world and including fixing problems of our loved ones. And a lot of folks come in, and no shame, I've done this myself, but a lot of folks come in wanting to fix other people's problems. And they want to ask the priest for advice. First of all, I have no idea why you think I can help you with your problems. But I'm honored, humbled that you think I can. But folks come and ask me, okay, my, my son has gone astray, my husband is not listening to me, etc. My wife is, is, is not paying attention to me. Okay, that, that has to do with them. You know, hopefully one day they'll come to confession and then they'll confess their sins. But that's their lives. When I go to confession, I want to confess my sins because I want to be forgiven for my sins. So I want to be growing in this direction. What, what are my sins? Now, there's a lot more to say about that, about decision-making and problem-solving and, and confessing of sins. But I'll just keep going now for now. So confessing of sins. Now, one thing here that may be helpful is to Avoid the inclination to make resolutions. Like here are the sins, here are the areas I'm working with, and here's what I'm going to do, X, Y, and Z. And no, that, that's not why we're here either. If we want to make resolutions, I mean, that's great. You know, let's make resolutions, let's exercise more, and let's be more patient, etc., etc. Those are good things. But this is a sacrament of mercy. We're here to encounter God's mercy. God wants to say, I forgive you 
I absolve you from your sins. And I'm not going to wait for you to fulfill these resolutions before I start forgiving you and before I start loving you. That's what the Lord is saying to us. I'm not going to wait for that. You don't have to perfect yourself before I start loving you. I'm ready and I'm willing, and I am, in fact, loving you right now, as you are. So we can be free of the pressure to make resolutions and to commit to new spiritual plans and all these things. We can do, that's, that has its time and place. That's other, elsewhere. Here we're encountering God's mercy. So we can just say, I have done X, Y, and Z. And go for A. If it's me, it's I've done A, B, C, D, E, all the way to X, Y, and Z. So we can say everything. This is what I've done, Lord. Now, there's an optional piece here where the priest may give some sort of counsel about those, about how to understand better the sinfulness and where it's coming from. And maybe what are lies and obstacles that we're putting up on the way between us and the Lord. And that can happen in there. But that's optional. That's not really part of the, the, the main steps of, steps of the sacrament. But then really what the priest says is, here's your penance. And then we say the act of contrition. If we haven't yet memorized an act of contrition, I really encourage everyone to do so. An act of contrition, it's not, it's not very hard. It, it will take some effort, but it's possible. And that's good to say, not only when we come to confession, but whenever we sin, especially, I mean, especially when we fall to a serious sin, something we can say every night before going to bed, and something we can say before our death. We want to have them memorized. So if we're approaching our death, we can say that. And then, of course, the priest gives the absolution. In those wonderful words, I absolve you from your sins. Let me just say the prayer of absolution. Sorry, I'm going really long. Let me just say the prayer of absolution and hear these words and hear how what I've been sharing here we find in the prayer of absolution. We don't find resolutions and we don't find problem solving and decision making. Hear these, these, these words carefully. Now I've put myself in the spot. God, the Father of mercies, this is God's identity. God, the Father of mercies. Through the death and resurrection of His Son, this is what God has done. We don't have to save ourselves. Through the death and resurrection of His Son, has, past tense, past perfect, has reconciled the world to Himself and poured out the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins. All these things have happened already. God, the Father, mercy, through the death and resurrection of the Son, has been the Son, the Lord Himself, poured out the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins. May, through the ministry of the church, may, may God grant you, through the ministry of the church, oh. <laughs> through the ministry of the church, may God grant you pardon and peace. This is what God is doing through the church. Through the ministry of the church, may God grant you pardon and peace. 
and I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I free you from your sins. All of these sins that you've just confessed, all of them, and all the ones that you've forgotten or that you didn't mention because we can't mention every minute detail of our lives. But, and we know if there's anything that we've intentionally omitted, that's a big problem. We, want, we don't want to do that. We're putting up a barrier if we do that. But if we've said everything, we're not intentionally omitting any sins. All those sins and all the ones that we didn't, they're being forgiven right there. And I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is a fundamental part of our Christian life. It's, it's not so much us doing things and being really perfect about them. It's us opening ourselves more and more to receive God's mercy, God's love, God's grace. The more we do this, the more we become the sheep. We become the sheep. We're not the ones, if we have any anxiety about being the goats, that's maybe we're putting too much focus on ourselves. We can put that aside and say, God, from now on, I will look at you and trust in your love and your mercy for me.